Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. Can you see? <laughs> That's an Angela anthem, right? <clears throat> yeah. By the dawn's early light, what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming. Those broad stripes oh, and bright stars. <laughs> you don't watch enough hockey games. This is how, the only reason I know the American <laughs> anthem. Yeah. Like, I want to know. And we need to put a poll out there. How many Americans know the Canadian anthem? Or just, yes. But also, how many of, how well, like, how many people out there know an anthem other than their own? I know six. Every single one. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> if this was a podcast of anthems, <laughs> I'd knock your socks off. Yeah, that's true. Sadly, this is not. So, there. Yeah, like I, I literally only know the American anthem because we would watch Hockey Night in Canada, and they play both, like both American and Canadian anthems basically at every game, unless it's two Canadian teams playing each other. And then they only do Canada. Yeah, it's just like the, t- the it's just like the teams from each, right, where they're based in. But did you know that? And maybe I'm totally wrong on this, but I thought that I like the confidence at which you're starting this. Yeah. <laughs> did you know <laughs> that at every Buffalo Sabres game in Buffalo, they play both national anthems, even if it's two American teams, because it's so close to the border and so many Canadians go down to watch the games. This is what I've heard. Maybe if you're I'm a wrong. Buffalo Sabre and you're listening to this. Write us and let us know. Let us know. Oh, I gosh. thought so. Canada has two national languages, English and French. And where I grew up, like the closer to Quebec that you are, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. I'll find out what you say. So I thought the closer to Quebec you are, the more French the country, the more bilingual the country gets. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in Manitoba mm-hmm. and I didn't know that the anthem was not always half English, half French. Oh, you just thought that it was only I, th- I was saying, oh, like you—you f- you didn't realize that there was a just English version. Yeah, because I learned mm. it as the first half English, the second half French. Me too. And did you know though? Yeah. Oh, I think I do. Anyways, I don't know. I remember. I well, I don't remember uh, when, but finding out and being like, "What are you guys singing?" Those you know aren't the words. what? I think you're unlocking a memory right now oh for my me. God. I think that you're right. We were. I moved here in grade nine. From Ontario, where I sang it every morning yeah. in my classroom. Was it half French first? Oh, Canada. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Okay. Then we moved here. And yeah, I do think I maybe had a moment where I was like, breaks, hold on. Yeah. What are English words? Yeah. 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 Now I know them in both. Right. Um, yeah. 
And I think in the National also Hockey League, they sing it in the English version unless you're in Montreal, like in Quebec. Then they sing the Quebec version. Only French? I don't know why. We should we should check and see if it's like only French or do they do the bilingual? Yeah. Unclear. Well, Eric Camden thinks if you don't know the anthem, you should be you shouldn't live out in of this the country. country. Ooh. Like the racism in this episode came in hot. It was before the cre- the opening credits. I re- the yeah, the opening credits started and I was like we've <laughs> We've watched a whole ep- problematic episode and it's only been five minutes. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting was like, this wasn't even part of the episode, really. Like it, like the it ep- sparked one of the themes. It triggered one of the themes for the entire episode. L- Ruthie learning the national anthem. Yeah. Jose, can you see? <laughs> Simon, who's Jose? <laughs> but like, yeah, I guess. But like the theme of the episode, I guess, was Mary stealing a glass. But Honesty, integrity. And, and the national anthem. Lying. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Or telling the truth. I feel like I'm so far away from the microphone. Now I'm. I know we've switched spots. Just We're on to... opposite sides. It's weird. Okay, everyone, this is season one, episode 13. It is called America's Most Wanted. It came out January 27th, 1997. When Mary steals a glass, Matt takes the rap and gets busted. Oh, boy. Like, also, the still shot they have for this, I thought it was Simon crying, but like, he doesn't cry once in this episode. No, so I don't know what it I is. don't know what he's doing. <sighs> I, Those border collie puppies in the one shot were real cute, though. Damn. <laughs> what if Happy faked her pregnancy and she was like, shoot, like they adopted me because they thought they were saving my life because I'm pregnant and now I got to produce these puppies. So she like found a border collie around the corner and like stole their puppies, two of them. I think so. Yeah, that's America's most wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Who's actually the most wanted here? <laughs> My so phone, my phone might die. So I hope you took good notes. No, you always take the best notes. What's your phone at? Mm, why don't you? 12. Oh, boy. No, okay. it's going to be good. We're yeah. good. We got lots of time. Okay. So the episode opens up and it's like they needed a reason to have Ruth, Ruthie and Simon uh-huh. in the same space as Annie and Eric. Because Annie's reading a book to them. And then Eric like storms in to their bedroom, like they're in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. And like, he's so pissed off. And the kids right away pick up on it and are like, oh gosh, what's wrong with dad? There's a few times in this episode, like there's a whole, the whole Matt and Eric storyline is about how like Matt thinks that Eric's just mad at him all the time. Yeah. Like change your face, grumpy cat. Who, Eric? Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, just quick side note, those cookies on the nightstand. And two giant glasses of milk. Yeah. Like, imagine giving Wyatt five chocolate chip cookies and a giant glass of milk. First one all, minute in before. bed. In bed. And in your bed. <laughs> no, in your bed. <laughs> a minute before bedtime. No. Absolutely not. 
Well, we never saw anybody eat them. They were obviously just mm-hmm. a prop. Maybe they're part of Eric and Annie's sex game later. Well, there's a glass of milk in every episode. So some milk and cookie play. Ew. <laughs> I'm not here to kink shame anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Neither am I. All right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, so Eric's pissed about people not knowing the national anthem. Yeah, he. And what I also thought was interesting is the whole family knew that he was going to be pissed about this. Yeah, like he goes to a sporting event, which seems odd. It was like a it was bo- boxing. I think it was boxing, but he was like supporting somebody from like the youth group. Like, yeah, seems like a reach. But he comes back and he's pissed because so many people at this sporting event did not know the national anthem. Yeah. And this is the country they live in. And if you're not going to learn the national anthem, you should leave. And then he says, and it's not just the people who just got here either. Oh, should I play the audio clip? It's the people who have been here for 200 years. Yeah, we're going to do a new thing. We're playing. I don't know. Like Julie from the Resting Bitch Face Pod was like, oh, my God, I think you guys should like play some audio clips. So we also post if you're not on Instagram or TikTok, we do post like reels and TikToks um, of some of the clips of the episode that we watched. Um, But maybe this feels more accessible. We'll so, do both. Without further ado, wait, I should make sure my volume's turned up. Yeah. Let me guess. Wait. Okay. I should just avoid sporting events altogether. Let me guess. Nobody knew the words to the Star Spangled Banner? Oh boy. I know that gets to you, doesn't it, Dad? Every time I can't for the life of me figure out why nobody knows the words to the national anthem. I mean, it is our national anthem. People should have to prove they know the words or uh, leave the country. I mean, I'm not talking about the people who just got here. There are people whose families have been here for like 200 years who don't even know the words. Oh, boy. boy. And then Ruthie busts out of the room because she doesn't, she's only six and doesn't know the words to the national anthem. And And she she thinks she's going to get deported. Yeah. I mean, she might. Um, so I'm not American, but I also have Google. So I looked up, which is American, which is, yeah, that's fair. I looked up some stats on the um, national or on the Star Spangled Banner. Also, I didn't know that that's what it was called. I thought that was a separate song. It was a poem. Oh, you thought that the national anthem and the Star Spangled Banner were two different things. Yeah. Mm. So it's a, it was written in 1814 um, by someone. 35-year-old lawmaker and amateur poet Francis Scott Key. Yes. Um, After witnessing the bombardment of Fort McHenry by British ships of the Royal Navy in outer Baltimore Harbor in the Patapisco River during the Battle of Baltimore in the War of 1812. Wow. Okay. So then he was inspired and he wrote a poem, but it didn't start being used as the national anthem until March 3rd, 1931, which was less than 200 years ago. It was less than 100 years ago, Eric. Like, also, Eric, let's talk about the people who were here 200 years ago. Yeah. It wasn't white colonizers, Christians. <laughs> nope, it sure wasn't. It was beautiful indigenous people yeah. who were just living their way on their land. Yeah, maybe their anthem should be the anthem. 
Like, I don't know. If I wanted to make some sort of Pocahontas song comment, oh, God, but don't. No, I, th- I couldn't. Like, it, yeah. it wasn't going to land. No, because Pocahontas is problematic. It's very problematic. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I just growing up, I really love the colors of the wind. Yeah, it's a great song. It really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, do you want to talk about? Is it Peter Pan? Oh no, you can't. No, nope. But how much more peaceful do you think? the u.s would be in their stance on gun violence if they sang the colors of the wind before every (laughs) have you ever seen a something of a something yeah well yeah i mean maybe i'm gonna send it to congress and see what they say pocahontas wasn't one of the ones that i like watched on repeat Mm. aladdin though i could recite word for word right now i won't but very impressive yeah a little problematic there too but anyway yeah we turned out okay yeah so yeah ruthie busts out of the room because she doesn't know the star spangled banner and simon says well you're gonna learn it in school so don't worry about it right now and she's like yeah but i'm dad's gonna deport me if i don't learn so then they spend the episode trying to learn trying to teach ruthie the star star spangled banner yes um We'll wrap it up when we wrap up the end of the episode. Oh, we got a treat. (laughs) So then we start realizing the other main theme of the episode when Matt and Mary ask if they can go for dinner with, I'm forgetting their names. John and Keisha. John and Keisha. Hamilton. Hamilton, who are the other from the Color of God episode, Mm -hmm. the other pastor family. Gabriel Union makes an appearance again the gabrielle gabrielle gabriel gabriel's the like more masculine masculine version version? okay so they say we haven't seen them in a while we just want to go for dinner can we have 20 bucks in what world today could you (laughs) could two people yeah get dinner for 20 dollars yeah like they go to a diner like you couldn't get a burger and fries and a milkshake times two for 20 we don't we can't eat at mcdonald's for 20 dollars like if we go to McDonald's with the kids, it's over fifty bucks. Like bucks. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Anywho, we so tell the kids they can only get Happy Meals, and we only order them Happy Meals because <laughs> they're like still cheap. Um. So we realize because Mary mouths the words "thank you" to okay. Matt, something's up. They're being sneaky. We don't know. I just wrote Mary is being sneaky about it. And then uh, also, also well in the kitchen in this moment, um, Lucy gets asked, oh, Lucy throws in a, well, I'm a middle child. That's why I didn't get invited to go. Yeah. And she's very stressed out and we don't quite know why, but she's got a paper due and we still didn't really quite find out why she was so stressed out throughout the whole episode. She's got competing priorities. Boyfriend, cheerleading school. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a very 12, 13, sorry. Whoa whoa she had a birthday she's practically a woman (laughs) um so then we then it cuts to the school and we find out that everybody on the basketball and the football team it's like an initiation and they steal something from this restaurant called the varsity yes and 
Mary's the only one left who hasn't stolen anything, bless her Christian heart. And it's about to be the big like jamboree, their big dinner. Yeah, something. Yeah. Wind up party awards night. Yeah. And you're supposed to bring your stolen item from the varsity. And like the coveted stolen thing is a glass. So like a probably 20 ounce like big like beer mug glass that yeah, you would get. Yeah, that says the varsity. Yeah. Yeah. So this turns into a whole thing include includes a court case but like when i was in my 20s every single glass in my cupboard was stolen like all i had was like stolen beer glasses well this is news to me <laughs> there's probably still some in this house who am i even with oh i should be in jail <laughs> yeah no that's my ex oh right. <laughs> <Sleep> <laughs> <rising>. <laughs> yeah so uh -huh. Mary's freaking out about it. Eric's like, don't worry about it. We got it covered. We're going for dinner to the varsity tonight. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh oh, 10% now. So they get into the restaurant. Mary steals the glass, gets away with it. And then, what does she leave it like on the counter? Yeah, unclear because no less than nine hours later, in the morning. Yeah. Eric finds it. And he, he doesn't, it doesn't even, he just walks into the kitchen holding it yeah. and shows Matt and says, what is this? And Matt is like, it's a glass. Yeah. Sassy. Yeah. <laughs> and Eric just assumes right away that he stole it. Matt doesn't correct him. Yeah. And Eric says, you have to go back to that restaurant, apologize and give it back. <laughs> so he does. Yeah. And... The he says I want I'd like to speak to the manager, and the manager snaps at him, and says, "Apology not accepted. I'm going to press charges, like for a glass." Yeah. What do they call it? Petty larceny. Petty larceny. Like also though, was he like I'm going to press charges, and then Matt just took a seat at the booth, and waited for the police to arrive. Yeah. How did this manager know who Matt was if Matt just walked out, got in his car and drove away? Yeah. Like, who is Matt to this manager? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Like, can't catch me now. Yeah. And he, like, runs out. But, like, seemingly. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I never thought. Hours that. later. Well, they're all having a conversation about how they haven't heard from Matt and they don't know where he is. And yeah. then he calls from the police station. Saying, I've been arrested. Oh, for petty larceny. Like. Please I don't would know. show up and be like, absolutely not. Yeah, the court, like, no one's wasting their time and money no. on a pint glass. Not even in 1997. No. Um, But Eric and Matt are now butting heads. Yeah. Oh, like, very badly. Yeah. So Matt is feeling like Eric. He's not feeling heard. Yeah. By Eric. Eric's always mad at him. Eric's always disappointed in him. He gets in more and more trouble. Yeah. Like, I think smoking's worse than stealing a glass. And also, like, Matt's always doing dumb things. And a lot of times Eric is like, okay, I trust you. Okay, I give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that's true. Well, because they parentify him. Yeah. Uh, why did I write bury trouble? What does that mean? Maybe marry trouble? I don't know. Oh, that berry trouble. <laughs> um, so there's a scene where 
Mary is like, no, don't take the fall for me. I'm going to confess. And Matt says that he's older and that he's a guy so he can take it. Whatever's yeah. going to happen in prison. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time that this is happening, this sort of like, do you confess and admit when you've done something wrong? Like, can I tie in the Lucy stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Quick side note. Lucy. Dwight told Jimmy that he has feelings for Lucy and Lucy broke temporarily broke up with Jimmy. Yeah. He's like, she's like, well, I broke up with Jimmy. But then she says like something very problematic. She just likes that Dwight has feelings for her, but she's not going to do anything like. Yeah. She, yeah. You can't. No. Um, I looked up what The Crucible is. What is it? Um, It's a fictional play based on the Salem witch trials, which took place in Salem, Massachusetts in 18 or 1692. Wow. Yeah. Well, so Lucy is stressed out. We find out she's falling behind on her schoolwork, her homework and her projects because she's got competing priorities. Yeah. My favorite thing was when she said that she's she tries to tell her teacher that she's been busy, not with like a boyfriend stuff. Uh -huh. Like, yeah. I so know. Mary says, here, here's my report on it from last year. Take some notes. Oh, like, yeah. She's like, I we had the same teacher. Yeah. I wrote this report, too. Yeah, use my notes and write your own essay. Yeah. Well, you know what she does. She summarizes it and just hands it and plagiarizes. Yeah. But gets a B plus. Yeah, and it's funny because she's sleeping in the class and then the teacher is like, oh, I see that you were up all night working on this. It's so great. It's a B plus. And the teacher doesn't realize that it's Mary's, but... I don't know. How many kids do you have as a teacher? I guess. Year over year. Like, I think they'd all start to sound the same. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't, don't know. know. Camden's, though. You got to know who they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But you know who does remember that it's Mary's um, essay? Annie. Annie. <laughs> so her and Lucy are sitting down. And Annie says something along the lines of, like, how she gets stressed out. And, like... Should I play the clip? Yeah. Is two clips too many? No, that's just enough. Okay. Well, we have to wait till the end when there's that other one. <laughs> like, it just, I just... Like, did I not realize my mom was stressed out? Maybe I not. don't know. I don't know how I got myself into this mess. I'm so stressed out. You know what I do when I feel stressed? I prioritize what I need to do and tackle one task at a time. What could you possibly be stressed out about? You think it's easy taking care of five kids, a house, a husband, and three dogs? Well, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> like, oh, oh, man. Lucy. Like, my mom's just a homemaker. What's stressful about that? Yeah, she gets to be home all day. <laughs> doing the woman's work. Yeah. Ooh. My God. Also, you know what I hated we didn't talk about? What? Was... In the morning after the Star Spangled Banner situation and Eric was still heated. Oh, yeah. And he makes like a big, his favorite breakfast. It's like a weekday. She's got pancakes, sausages, orange juice, milk. Bacon. And yeah, bake. She's like cooking everything. And the kids are like, why? Why are you cooking a weekend And there she's like, oh, they're like, oh, no, is dad upset? Like, like they all know that if she's like 
busting her butt in the kitchen to like I don't know I, it that it means he's in a bad mood. It didn't like, make me feel good. No. Um, but in a turn of events, unlike when Matt confesses to the restaurant manager, Lucy confesses to the teacher and she's like, oh, there is good kids in this world and lets her rewrite it. Yeah. Hand it in tomorrow. Yeah. And all will be forgiven. Yeah. And then she also makes good with Jimmy. She says she does like him as a boyfriend and Dwight as a friend. Yeah. Um, like poor Jimmy, he's been dumped twice now, maybe three times. He needs to get some personality. Oh, he's just like a zombie. Yeah. He is monotone. Like, is he directed to be like that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm scared to look him up in case he's dead like Dwight. What I, well, when I did look him up, his IMDb photo hadn't changed since like he looked like Jimmy Moon. So I'm guessing he like hasn't done anything since Seventh Heaven. Which so he is... like really wanted to be an actor. He got this opportunity, failed, and then just never did anything again. Like, I think so. <sighs> Where is he? I don't want to take forever no, looking him up. Let's deep dive over on the Patreon when we get that going. Oh yeah, that's a better idea. But Matt, so okay, so now that happens with Lucy, wraps it up. Matt it's the day of Matt's court hearing. So Eric goes to the diner or the varsity and says, listen, you know, my son did a stupid thing. Can you just like drop the charges? And the owner of the restaurant is like, are you kidding? I need to make an example out of this guy. Everyone is always stealing from me. And like, I don't want them to think that they can all get off just because you're the minister's you're the minister and it's your son. Da, 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 da. He's like, I oh, will see you in court. Is that a photo of him? <laughs> Show me. He's a professional bodybuilder now. Jimmy Moon. <laughs> you got to send that to me. I'm going to put it on our stories. He's so bronze. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. My God. Oh, I need my notes. I can't even with my phone right now. Okay. So Matt's like combative in the morning of his court case. He yeah. still has to go to school. And he's like, if it's okay with you, I'm going to leave early. I need to go talk to someone. Like therapy. And Eric is like, well, you can talk to me. And he's like, well, it's about you. And then he's like, you are always getting kids to talk to you, confide in you or something because like that. Can't because they can't confide parents. in their parents. So who am I going to confide in? Awkward. Yeah. So he says he's going to go talk to a counselor. Uh, he doesn't, though. I'm he, like, he goes and seeks counsel. Yes. With spiritually. The good Reverend Hamilton. Yeah. Um, And turns out Reverend Hamilton is the one who, I don't know, facilitates the end of year sporting banquet at the school. Yeah. And he says something like this. So Reverend Hamilton knows that it was Mary that stole the glass. He confronts Keisha and John um, after Eric calls him and says, this is what's going on. Because, and the kids were all out together. And he's like, well, Matt's not playing football, is he? Or basketball. And John and Keisha are like, I almost, I almost called her Gabriel. <laughs> Gabrielle. Gabrielle. God, I'm never going to get that right. Um, <laughs> I'll call her Gabby. Yeah. Um, and they're like, no, he's not. So they know it's Mary. And so now 
hopefully Reverend Hamilton will keep the secret from Mary and Matt. Yeah. So Mac goes over there. He finds out that Reverend Hamilton knows the truth, but he's going to keep him keep his secret. But he says the truth always comes out and you've got to tell him eventually. Yeah. So. So figure it out. But I wrote Reverends Unite because they like called each other on the phone and it was yeah. like it was like a Power Rangers situation i felt <laughs> i'm gonna make a shirt that says reverends unite <laughs> oh man oh dear um yeah and so then there's like another little clip right like before the court case or before the court the, the trial because reverend hamilton says don't worry about it i'm gonna i'm gonna figure it out so, yeah i've got a plan yeah like <sighs> the courts like you just because you're a reverend. Like, we have learned you, as a reverend, you should not be able to put somebody in a home. Nope. You should not be able to, like, rehab someone in your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can't influence the court. No. I, well. I I don't know. Like, I think, yeah. I'm so sorry to do this, but I do have to pee so bad. Oh, my. But I wish there was a way to pause this. I'm going to just hit stop. Through the magic of technology, I'm back. Well, like, I'm back anyway, but it was just a quick second. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't even know. No. Um, we were talking about reverends, re, un, reverends uniting. Yeah. Reverends unite. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're BFFs. They went to reverend school. Yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. never remember what it's called. The <laughs> ministry? Yeah. Ministry of magic? <laughs> um... Okay, so they're at the trial. Judge Julie Can Julie Carnes. Carnes or Carnes. Um I thought her name was Judy at first and I got no. really excited. Yeah. Judge I, Judy, but no. It wasn't. Her cousin Julie. No. Um and also not Aunt Julie. Yeah. <laughs> this is Judge Julie. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so they end up in the courtroom, and the judge calls Matt, Eric, and... Well, she just calls Matt. Okay, she calls Matt up to the, like, podium, and Eric and Annie follow suit. Mm -hmm. And the judge says, is this your first time stealing or just your first time getting caught? And Eric kind of, like, gets between everybody right to the mic and says, it is first time stealing. He took it back, and he apologized. And the judge says, oh, I see. You're a reverend. Well, this is my courtroom, not your church. She shuts him down. I loved it. I loved it. Like, get off your high horse, Eric. Yeah. Like, you can't just save everything because you're a reverend. Yeah. Like, the law is above you. Yeah. I know that maybe reverends don't feel that way. People in the Catholic Most Church don't feel white men way. don't feel that way. But that's <laughs> not. <laughs> Um, yeah. So just then Mary confesses. Well, but wait, it's oh. because the judge then says, do you want to tell me, Eric, reverend, do you want to tell me, reverend, how it is that you raise such a, and then she's about to like, just get into it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mary stands up and says, wait, I did it. It was me. Yeah. I stole it. And then she's like, and who are you? She's like, I'm the sister, Mary Camden. She comes up in her smart pants. Well, it was her little like pencil skirt suit. Yeah. With a, that jacket zipped all the way up. It was like a t-shirt. I had one. (laughs) Are you wearing it in that photo? Yeah. You know which one. I know exactly which one. Your modeling photo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What kind of shirt would zip up? like a jacket but be the sh- like be a shirt yeah yeah i don't know it was the 90s it was, the it 90s. was, it was probably 1997 that i wore it yes where can you show a picture of it i might you should i think i have a picture of it yeah no that's how i know yeah that, that you had this yeah <laughs> so it exists so she says um everybody on the sport teams steal something it's like an initiation and I'm so sorry that I did it. And then the back doors of the courtroom fly open. Goosebumps. And all the basketball teams and all the football teams walk in with everything that they've stolen from this restaurant. Like, like I kind of get why this man is so pissed. But this guy, one guy had a stack of like six large dinner plates. Yeah. Somebody had two cups. Cups, a jug serving platters yeah salt and pepper shakers like as somebody who works in the restaurant industry that shit ain't cheap I'd be yeah pissed and too. it's all branded yeah it's even more that's a lot um but then i thought it was interesting because once again eric does kind of save the day yeah so he walks up to the judge with the manager of the restaurant because the manager of the restaurant's like arrest them arrest all. them all i want to press charges on every one of them like calm down bro i get it it's yeah. expensive stuff and that really really sucks but he reminded me um of i don't know how many of you have seen the movie back to the future but it's my all-time favorite movie and he reminds me of the principal in the back okay. to the future movie yeah. so that was the vibe i got okay um okay so then eric and the judge and the restaurant manager have a little conversation up at the desk, podium, the, counter. No, where does she sit? Like where the judge yeah. approach my bench. bench. Yeah, ah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. I've never been in a courtroom. I've spent too much time in a courtroom. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Uh, you weren't on the... <laughs> no, I was the witness, victim, yeah, yeah. accuser. You just go. You can just go. It's a public building. I know you got a speeding ticket in the mail, but I wanted you. To, oh, I was like, I want to get subpoenaed for something, like something good. It is pretty exciting, even if it's boring. Yeah. Anyways, um, so the whole school shows up. Everything that they've stolen, they're gonna press charges on everybody, and so they decide. Eric, the manager, and the judge decide, well, Eric suggests, why don't everybody on all of these teams, all the kids, come and clean your restaurant, give you everything back, and clean the restaurant. Yeah, 
parking lot, dishes, floors, yeah. everything. Scrub it down. Yeah. Because the judge is like, yeah, by the time I go through every single one of these kids individually and charge them, like, yeah, it's going to take months, years. So restaurant manager agrees. Reluctantly. Begr- but begrudgingly. Yeah. <sighs> um. <laughs> okay. Oh, right before the trial, Matt and Eric have this like moment where matt is like you're mad at me all the time and i can never do anything right and eric's like oh my god that's the way my dad treated me and that's how i felt big moment big moment and says no matter what i love you yeah yeah um yeah i wrote down here feels like you've been mad at me my whole life anyways so he ends up not going to jail (laughs) i have one here hell is a bad word so there's a whole (laughs) scene where in in the Star Spangled Banner, it sounds like to hail. Ruthie. Yeah, he says hail. Oh, hail no. <laughs> and Ruthie's like, that's a bad word. You can't say it. And so then Simon says, well, it's not a bad word. It's just a context that you use it. Like if you say go to hell. Yeah. And Eric's like, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Anyways, I just thought it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. Okay. So back at Camden Manor. Um, well, Lucy says, do I need to confess to dad now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And tell him what I did. And Annie's like, you know what? No, there's been enough drama. But when they go volunteer at the thing, you can go to. Yeah. I just, I don't like this, like, we have to tippy-toe around Eric and keep secret from f- secrets from him because of his, like, how he's going to fly off the handle or something. Like, yeah. I just hate that. Yeah, I hate it too. Like, if the kids do something, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to be like, oh, don't tell And then I'm going to storm around for weeks until somebody makes me pancakes and sausages (laughs) on a Tuesday. It doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever day. (laughs) Are we going to talk about Miss Ramirez? Yeah, we are. It's, oh, I wrote Romano. Was it Ramirez? Romano? I think it's problematic that we don't know. Well, I'll look it up. It was Ramirez. Okay. My gosh, you're so. (laughs) (laughs) So because Simon and Ruthie are too young to go to court to support Matt, they, Annie says, I'm going to get hold of Miss Ramirez and we will find out if she can babysit. So she can. And in between the court scenes, there's a scene where this babysitter who is latina mm-hmm. um is helping ruth ruthie paint the largest american flag on the largest piece of paper i've ever seen and they're finger painting it yeah but like to me finger- <laughs> oh it's romero i stand corrected no big deal <laughs> i'm sure it was Romero. anyway romero so they're painting with their fingers but like to me finger painting with kids is like you use your like index finger yeah they had handfuls of paint well they were trying to make the biggest american flag ever like use paper towel use a paintbrush a sock i mean she's six it's gotta be fun yeah finger okay. painting is awful by so the way. they're painting this american flag and ruthie's trying to recite the anthem and 
Miss Romero. Because Simon's like, don't even bother. She can't learn it. I've been trying all week. Yeah. And then Miss Romero says when she was getting her citizenship. So like way to throw in a new immigrant. So she explains like when she was getting her citizenship and she had to learn the Star Spangled Banner. And then she also tells the story of the anthem because she had to learn that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it clicks for Ruthie. And she knows everything. She she knows it all. Yeah. Okay. So they come home from the courts. Yeah. And Simon and Ruthie and Mrs. Romero. Can I interrupt this for just a quick side story? Yeah. Of always. How awkward was it at the vet the other day? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <gasps> yeah, I do. We, so Lindsay's 14-year-old dog acts like she's barely able to walk because she's so full of arthritis. And she's like maybe like a 40-pound like healer mix. healer mix. And yet this dog can step onto a shelf and get onto this like little island in the kitchen that we have. And she'll get into anything on there. But the other, it's been getting worse and worse. It's been getting worse and worse because in her old age, she's realized, what are you going to do? Yeah. Live in the moment. Yeah. And like she can't hear or see very well. So it's almost like she's just in her own world. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> we'll come in the room and she has no idea we're there. Yeah. Anyway, we run out quickly the other night and I just fed the dogs. I gave them all their pills. And then instead of putting their pills away like an idiot, I just left them on the island. But I thought to myself... Well, it's just pills. Like, it's not yeah. food. So it should be fine. And you've left them there before. Yes. And we should, it's important to note that these pills, up until this bottle you had just purchased, were yeah. just regular little white, like, it's like an powder It's like pills. an allergy pill for, yeah. for our 75-pound dog. But they've revamped them and made them chicken-flavored. Yeah. Of course she ate of a whole co- bottle. Yeah. She got onto that counter took the bottle, popped off the lid and Just ate that bottle. Yeah, and ate 62 allergy pills for a dog twice her size. Yeah. So I just like call the vet just to be like, "Hey, like what are we thinking? Is this Yeah, because she's so- eaten things before that we've had to call the vet about and they're like, "Yeah, she might be have some bloating and gas or the Yeah, runs. monitor, her, but yeah. Nothing too dangerous in there. Mm-hmm. And the vet was like, okay, you need to bring her in immediately. And I was like, okay. So we finished our chicken nuggets. Well, yeah. She looked like she had no remorse. No. She was walking around looking for more. Yes. Asking for a French fry. She learned this from my other dog. Right. So we go there. They take her immediately back. And they're going to induce vomiting. And we have to call poison control. Which is, yeah, very important. Like, learn the poison control number for your ASPCA. And anyway, so we're sitting in the waiting room. It's great people watching. We're there for a few hours. And the people watching was the best. Oh, yeah. There was this woman came in and she lost her dog. And English was her second language. She Spanish was her first language. And she was trying to explain to the receptionist that she lost her dog. She posted it on Facebook and several people have said they saw the dog or they think the dog was taken to this vet, vet, this emergency vet. 
And so the woman behind the desk is like, okay, and what does she look like? What's her name? How, does she have any identifiable? And this woman is frantic. Like yeah, she's crying. crying. She's got her phone out flashing these photos of the dog. Yeah. And there's like a language barrier yeah. and we're all, and she keeps like, when the, when the person behind the counter is like, I don't know, taking a note or going to look at something, she turns around and like pleads to all of us in the waiting room. Yeah, like, like, my I dog has my to dog. be here. I lost my dog. It has to be here. Where I, is where, she? Her name's Maya. Maya. She's my baby. I've lost her. Yeah. Like, yeah, I lost my German Shepherd once. Yeah. And it was horrible. And uh she ended up being at the pound and it was fine she was fine yeah but like yeah that whole night i was like a yeah. mess yeah it's like uh, it is it's very, very upsetting mm -hmm. i can only imagine yeah so well like while the woman is checking in my mind i'm like oh they obviously don't have her because otherwise they'd be like oh yeah let me go get your dog but there's like a whole process okay so my ex-husband's dog a tiny little miniature pincher named toby he would get lost all the time one time I didn't even know he was missing until I went to leave the excuse you. Whoa. Um, until I went to leave the house. What's it say? Oh, our out front camera is fully charged. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Nice to know. Um, I didn't even know he was missing until I went to leave the house and I went to let the other like all three dogs out to go to the bathroom. I couldn't find him. Mm -hmm. So then I opened up my Facebook to post on the YYC lost pet page. Has anybody seen my dog? And his was the first photo that popped up <laughs> of somebody who had found your dog. Somebody who had found my dog and said they had taken them to this same yeah. vet that we were. But they, I like, I walked in and was like, "Hey, I'm here for Toby," and they were like, "Okay," and Here's handed them to me. Yeah. Like, well, there was a process and a half. Yeah. And she said, "I do have your dog," and the woman starts crying. And she's like, but you have to email me photos of her to prove. She didn't then. even, she said, I think we have your dog. She yeah. said, there is a dog back there named Maya. Yeah. Like, and she's like, it's my dog. It's my dog. It's my dog. It's like, obviously her dog. Yeah. <laughs> and this woman behind the counter, her poker face, she's like, well, you've got to email me pictures. You have to tell me what phone number because it's not the same phone number that you have. Yeah. Da, 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 they asked what color the collar was. Yeah. And anyway. the microchip had the wrong number. Anyways, okay, this they, is not the point of no. story. <laughs> but the woman behind the counter understood that there was a language barrier. It was obvious. And I think maybe she took grade 10 French one semester. <laughs> last and year. Last year. like She was very young. And what did she say? Oh, <laughs> so the woman's trying to talk and then the woman behind the counter goes una momento <laughs> she gets up and starts to walk away and she's like una moment she's like i'll be back in a minute una momento <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile Lindsay and i are like texting each other we're sitting beside each other and i was just like how excited do you think she was to use her spanish <laughs> yeah hashtag basically bilingual una momento yeah like that's from all the episodes of dora she watched as a small child yeah <laughs> I will say, though, I do get excited. Like, I pick up languages pretty quickly. And I know I've learned a few things in quite a few languages. And I get excited. Like, if I meet somebody who speaks Japanese, I get excited to, like, say what I know in Japanese. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, maybe not in an emergency when there's a high amount of emotion. Yeah. And, like, I think telling somebody, like, I'll be right back or one minute, they're going to understand. Yeah. You've had to explain many other things in <laughs> english yeah oh, anyway it was, it was a 
it was a good people watching it time. It was so good. There was like, oh, there was this older couple. They were probably in their like 60s and their dog had puked on their couch one time. Like a little tiny Yorkshire Terrier. Yeah. And they had like packed up and left in a rush. They didn't even take their cell phones. Yeah. They just literally got up and drove as fast as they could to the emergency. Yeah. Bed. The woman, I overheard the woman on the phone. So their daughter ended up like not being able to find them, yeah, found them somehow at Fish Creek Vet Hospital. Yeah. And she, I overheard the woman say like, well, we just left. We, I don't even have my purse or my phone. <laughs> <laughs> like the vet the person behind the counter had to be like, um, yeah, your daughter's on the phone. She's just been trying to find you. And she's like, yeah, we just left. We were in such a panic. It was so funny. Oh, my God. It was so funny. And then there was another two, like, younger women who brought in their German Shepherd that had had, a, had like, a lump surgically removed yeah, on like its from belly. belly. And the dog had clearly licked the wound and it had reopened. Somebody, something. Yeah. And they weren't, they were not fessing up to it. They're like, nope, we've been watching her this whole time. Da, 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 da. She's had her cone on. She Nobody's gotten their eyes off her. And the vet tech was like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it just really seemed. And I was like, oh, yeah. ass. Like she didn't believe a word. Because this dog's stomach was soaking wet with saliva. Yes. Because your dog had licked their wound open. So like, ma'am, either the dog did it <laughs> or you or did you did it but somebody here has licked this dog's stomach oh i felt so bad from the dog and then the vet tech at the one point was like well there's no guts hanging out so i guess that's good and i was like oh my god yeah and the woman was like i don't know what to tell you like this is just so crazy that it's happened yeah the she vet like, tech's like yeah it's crazy <laughs> it's so funny oh god all this is anyway Nixon is fine she's fine and they- She was woozy and like dopey and whatever. And then I work from home the next day because they told us to anticipate a day of belly upset. And there was not really like it was. There was nothing. No. But then just later on today, she got into a bag of dog food. Like, listen, she's enjoying the end of her life. She has no remorse. No remorse. Hashtag no regrets. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So Miss Romero. She is helping them learn the national anthem and put on. Everyone comes home. Yeah. Was Ruthie supposed to be dressed like the Statue of Liberty with that glittery headband on? I think they did the best they could with what they had. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I think they did the best they could with what they had in the sense that they were trying to make it look like they just used whatever they found around the home. Yeah. Except for the largest piece of paper known to man Mm -hmm. happened to be there. Happened to be there. And they had red and blue paint. They did. So they make so, and oh, they've also got these spotlights that they put tinfoil around. Yeah, it was like a lamp and they put tinfoil around to make it like a spotlight. Yeah. And so, OK, so the family spills in the door and Lucy is trying to explain to Simon like what a crazy thing that happened at the courthouse. And he cuts her off yeah. and is like, OK, well, actually, I've got a surprise for you. So, yeah. Like, and no, and everybody's like, okay, well, I guess the big exciting thing at court can wait. Yeah. Because these two kids with their babysitter needed, they they put on a play. Yeah. So they get everybody into the living room and lights, camera, action. Ruthie is up on a chair and sings the entire Star Spangled Banner while Mrs. Romero plays the piano. Yeah. I like those scenes. You don't, I don't think you get them as much in today's TV, but it's, like where the camera has to move from person to person. And so I can't remember what they call it, but it's like a, they pan. it's like a, no, but it's like a creative choice or like a, 
So if they want the camera to go from me to you, they have the camera on my face and then I look towards you. Oh, yeah. And that like sends the camera that direction. I know what you mean. And so it went from like Matt. Matt and then he looked down at Lucy and then Lucy looked down at Mary and then Mary looked over at so like, yeah, and then it ends up on <laughs> Eric, who's got tears in his eyes oh, because he doesn't have to deport his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and I just. <laughs> um, Are we going to play the singing? Yeah, we're going to play the singing, but let's do next week's episode. Okay. I just closed it. Okay. Episode 14. Seven is enough. Oh, boy. <sighs> Eric's desire to adopt a young runaway may create a permanent rift with his own father. With his own father? Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. Because we says. haven't met his father yet, have we? No. we. He just, like, slags him a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, poor Eric. His daughter's a alcoholic, or his sister's an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. His dad isn't great i don't know i don't know either what is that i was just looking to see mackenzie rossman who played ruthie yeah 1989 in south carolina oh okay well we will leave you with the most beautiful rendition if the intro to this was not most beautiful enough yeah then this will really tug at your heartstrings i just gotta get it queued up i gotta get better at queuing things up Oh, gosh. I feel so stressed. Okay. <laughs> Cut it, sister! Also, who gave Simon sparkles? <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Just beautiful. Angelic. Well, if you want to see the actual clip of it, we're going to post it on TikTok and Instagram. So go and check us out. Give us a follow and have a great week. Yeah. Don't steal. Don't cheat. Don't plagiarize. Yeah. But you should watch America's Most Wanted. It was a good show, though. Yeah, that was a good show. And Rescue 911. They was played back to back. Yes. I loved Rescue 911. Oh. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.